Hello and welcome to the McGap and Fries movie podcast. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you nearly forgot it there for a second. <laughs> You're listening to BFM right? I don't do that on that show. So that's fine. <laughs> You're, fuck you. You're listening to BFM? Fuck BFM. <laughs> Better find McNally. Uh, so yes, this is the McGap and Fries movie podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And today we are reviewing Dark Phoenix, but before... Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, but before we... 10th movie apparently in the sequence. Is it the 10th film? Apparently so. Uh, but that's was, count, that's counting like spin-offs and all that. I think so. X Men yeah. Origins, Wolverine, and Logan. Yeah, that's like that there's too. three movies: X Men Origins, X Men Origins, Wolverine. Yeah. The clunkiest title. <laughs> X Men Origins, Magneto never got off the ground. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, X Men Origins, Wolverine, sort of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, we are proudly sponsored by Green Room One Three Six, a Malaysian independent bag company specializing in the design and manufacturing of various urban carry gear. Backpacks, pocket side, side keeps, director pouches, headbands, they do it all. wallets. They approach every design utilizing the best available material to ensure that their products are of high quality and will last a lifetime of use. Carefully marrying form and function to crafting meaningful products that will assimilate into your daily livelihood. So if you would like to go have a look at their stuff, it's at greenroom136.com. But you should go to our website first. And in case you haven't got this on the website, it's mcgettonfries.com. Click on the link. And you'll give us a little bit of money that'll help to pay for the show and keep us doing this. Did and you tell them the code? They don't have to do a code. Oh, no there's code. no code anymore? No code. Okay. Yeah, it just, welcome you go, to the future. Welcome to the future. You click on it, ka-ching, money in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. And we, need, and we need money for um, supplies. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Ocean spray. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and now on to our review of X-Men Dark Phoenix. Something's happened to me, but it feels good. She's grown too powerful. Even for the X-Men. Let's go. Gee! All right, so yes, this is based on the very, very iconic uh, comic book storyline. Yeah, uh, um, called um, X3, X-Men United. <laughs> they've they've been fucking flirting with this with this storyline for ages. Like at the at the at the end of uh, X Men Two, it was hinted at. At the end of X Men, no, no, X Men Two. Two, okay, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, when Brian Singer, uh, he took a back seat, and then took a back seat so he can go and chase some young boys. Yeah. And then uh, Brett Ratner took over in X Men: The Last Stand, and they fucked everything. Fucked everything up, but they. They fucked around with the Dark Phoenix uh, storyline in that film. Yeah, badly. I mean, they... Yes, very the, badly. There's a thing with the comics. It was at a particular time it was written. Brett, Brett Adner is just like, I'm giving you guys a fastball special. Yeah. What more do you want? No, he, he just like bursts through the wall and say, I'm the goddamn juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> remember that? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> but... Unfortunately, I've never forgotten it. Yeah, I mean, it's Chris Claremont, right? Yes, Chris Claremont. It's Chris Claremont. The, I, I think it was one of the first X-Men things I read because it was... The X-Men... We always forget the X-Men... The X-Men came about, but like it's giant size X-Men number one mm-hmm, is the one mm-hmm. that kind of took off. I can't remember what the original team was. It was the, the, the original team was X-Factor. Basically. Yeah. I mean, no, no, not basically. It was X-Factor. Like, the original team was Cyclops, Marvel Girl, uh, fucking Iceman, Beast, and Angel. Okay. That, but that, and, and Professor X. That so was what the, was Giant Size X-Men number one? Because that, that was the Giant one that Size X-Men kicked number, them up. Giant Size X-Men number one was the one that intru- the, where they introduced Colossus, or they introduced uh, Wolverine. Oh, okay. And right. Nightcrawler. So, oh. so like, the, that was the, the... I just remember Big Unhairy Beast on that cover. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, <laughs> I was... 
I was rereading because the X Men, starting with Dark Phoenix, they had like they had an amazing run in yeah. terms of just iconic storylines. Because I think like after the uh, Dark Phoenix saga ended, I think uh, two issues later was uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, fuck. So it was it was one after another of really iconic storylines, and I <laughs> I hadn't read Dark Phoenix in a while, and I went back and. Yeah. Read it again uh, to prepare for this, knowing full well there's no fucking way they can do the same thing. Yeah, they can't. We're not Even going. If, we're not going to the blue area of the moon. That's right. That's right. Uh, and also, just in terms of of rights to characters, there's no way that they could do everything the way that it was done in the comics. It's like in the comics when fucking uh, you know Jean Grey like just bursts into that supernova and suddenly it cuts to fucking Fantastic Four. Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wouldn't that be a great way to introduce them to the Marvel it Universe? Because everyone would go like, who are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then after Fantastic Four, it cuts to Stephen Strange. It's like, I'm sensing something, but what does this have to do with Stephen Strange? <laughs> no and thanks, Stephen. Wrong comic. And that's when I started thinking, man, Chris Claremont, fuck, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone found that out in later years. I can't remember exactly why, but he has like... No, great ideas though. Yeah. Great ideas. Like, can't fault the ideas. But what, what I thought would be hilarious is because, you know, like comic books back then is that they, they just simply assumed... That uh, if you're picking up like a random issue of X-Men... You have some idea what the fuck is no, going on? No, no, no. The complete opposite. The complete opposite. So when you're trying to... when So, I mean, I guess if you're reading like a single issue, it's no big deal. But if you're reading a collected edition, like if you're reading the entire Dark Saga one after You've the You've got other, all the recaps at the beginning you got of the all, episode? You, it's not, 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 not recaps at the beginning of the episode. It's recaps throughout. Every other panel, there's a fucking recap, you know? See Excalibur version, uh, uh, issue 127. You know, and I, and I, just, I just wish that, like, I, I, it, it's, it's this really fucking annoying thing where it's like, we just have to assume that the person picking up this issue yeah. is never going to pick up any of the back issues. So everything always kind of has to be explained. And God, I just wish there would be great great to have a movie where a character just says something and up pops this thing two movies ago yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that probably will happen in deadpool 3 <laughs> right probably probably <laughs> that's the perfect place for it and, another, and it'll say and it'll say asterisk smile and stand another thing about about it that i completely forgot is that everyone is that everyone has uh, two sets of dialogue They've got their they've got their text and their subtext. <laughs> oh know? yeah, yeah. You know, and I and, and I would just again I would just. Gene, what, what, what are you doing? Am I right in asking her what is she doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or am yeah, I thinking? Yeah. Am I am I putting too much pressure on her by asking her what she's doing? I would just love it. I, I was while I was reading it, I was just I was just thinking to myself, I would fucking love it if in this movie, like someone said something like where it's like, you know, Kurt, can you teleport to the bottom of that hole? It's like not if I can't see where I'm going, and then turns the camera. Unlike that last time in, on, on the planet Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. You no, know, but, but I got lucky. I don't think I can get... What, what are the odds of getting this, that lucky twice? You know what I mean? I mean, there's <laughs> that, a reason... That kind of it, shit. It's, it's purple prose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that. But, I mean, uh, for me, the, my memories of it, I think I borrowed the book off Francesco Fusco in secondary school. And it was the, the collected edition. And it was... Back then, you know... The Essentials. The, the Essentials, probably. I mean, was Essentials in the Or was it like uh, the Classics? It was like a softback. It wasn't a hard. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah, maybe yeah, the yeah. Classics. Yeah, because those are different ones. But like, black, black and white, right? Coming... Uh, I think that might have been recolored. Right, okay. Um, but like coming off reading things like The Sandman and thinking, oh, comics are like, you know, getting my uh, snootiness on. Yes. And then reading this and, then, and it's then, like then getting the, your head blown because it's like, it is all crazy. Yes. You know, it is like... If, I mean, show. I mean, if you show a kid this now, first of all, they say, why doesn't... How do you turn it on? <laughs> yeah. and after that it's like why don't the pages scroll and then like why is this blue guy like not look the same? is it the same blue guy in the previous page because they don't look the same in every panel or there are a lot of there's a lot of questions a lot of questions yeah <laughs> and 
it's always been that thing of it's an interesting storyline and it's, you know, Jean Grey gets... At the time, it was just she became the Phoenix. Did she get the Phoenix Force at the time? Like, it's now become the Phoenix Force. Was it the Phoenix Force at the time? Yes. Okay, so it was the Phoenix Force that joined with her. Yes, they joined, yes. but it wasn't like took over. And yes. And, I mean, 50 years of retcons later? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah. Um... And she always was. Marvel Girl was always kind of a, a weak-ish character. Like, was never full. Everyone else is like, fucking eye beams and fucking I'm a beast. And she's like, I might be able to lift this, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it's not a, it, it was It was badly written character. She should have been able to just like fucking slam you bitches into the wall. Yeah. I mean, the Dark Phoenix storyline was, it gave the character a much needed shot in the arm. Mm. Uh, prior to that, she, yeah, you're right. She prior to that, her, her role in the team was, she's the girl. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was that. It's like this guy has the strength of ten men and is blue. This guy can control ice. This guy can fire laser concussive blasts, yeah. not heat blasts. Yeah, and she's the girl. And yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. It's a it's a product of its time. And I think as much as the spacey elements of the show of the story, they struggle can struggle the the numerous adaptations can tr- struggle with that as well. Yeah. So speaking of that, so the story is, I've forgotten the X Men are now beloved. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out how that how that worked out. I know I'm not really that worried about it because I'm not going to watch Apocalypse again to figure out why. This uh, this was nothing. Okay, well, first of all, I mean, I enjoyed did the movie ignore Apocalypse? Is one thing. There, there is that, but okay. First of all, I enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the film. I wasn't expecting to enjoy the film because I didn't. I was not impressed by the trailers yeah. at all. Uh, but I enjoyed the film. I thought it was way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but also something I realized while watching it is that I don't really give a shit. <laughs> like my, about anything or my, about my, the X-Men? My, about, about, about the X-Men franchise. I, I, yeah. like I, I stopped caring like a couple of movies ago. Yeah, they burned out. Like, I, I mean, I'll go and watch them. I enjoy them for entertainment value. Uh, and for the most part, they tend to deliver. I mean, like, yes, uh, you know... You know, uh, X Men Three was was bad, and X Men Origins Wolverine was bad, and Apocalypse was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, but you put the, Oscar Isaac the, in that but, suit. But for the I most mean, part, fuck. but for the most part, it's been an entertaining franchise. So, on at least on on some level, I know I'm I'm not going to be bored, or at least I don't expect to be bored. So I didn't really go in there, you know, kind of the way like some. You know, MCU fans might go in there like going like, "Don't fuck this up." You and know I what don't. I mean? I mean, there were more people at the press screen this morning for some reason. I'm not sure whether it's the last free Fox press screening before Disney fires everybody, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think people have that high an expectation of it. But, never mind its marketing and everything else. But yeah. like, Apocalypse was so cartoonishly bad. I mean, Kinberg wrote that as well, right? Well, Kinberg is, uh, he, you know, he's been involved in writing pretty much most of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is his first and directorial, and, and, and he's also. Uh, Produced all of them, right? Yeah, and he produces The Gifted as well, apparently, which I haven't watched at all. Yeah, but this is his uh, directorial debut, and I thought he did a pretty damn good he job. He did a very good job. Yeah. I mean, there's emotional beats in there that you wouldn't expect from a first-time director, and there's, I, I, I do think, thinking on it now, I think they just ignore Apocalypse. Because I think a, a purple Ivan Ooze dude destroying the building a pyramid in the middle of Cairo and like doing shit would turn people against mutants, whereas at the end of... Days of Future Past. Yeah. Mutants saved the president. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky Dicky got saved by yeah. Tricky Mag- Eric. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's almost like they ignored Apocalypse. Yeah, it's like, fuck it. First draft. Yeah. It. It's a first draft that went to cinemas, but never mind. <laughs> Ignore that. They're, they're doing a Terminator Dark Fate. Is it Dark Fate? Dark Fate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, as I said, it's, it's, the storyline is problematic because Gene gets unimaginable power and goes a bit crazy. And I think the film has... 
plays into some of the problems with that in that it's not Jean's story. It's an X-Men story. I think it might have actually worked a little better. There's a, when, there's a few scenes of her flying away yeah. and you stay with the people she's flying away from. Yeah. It might be more powerful if you stayed with her. Mm-hmm. Like you see her anguish when she's crying in an alleyway. Yeah. But like that's it. Yeah. And you don't really get a sense of the sort of like inner tor- ter- turmoil that she's going through. She talks about when it comes, I can't control it. But, yeah. but the only sign that that's happening is like, well, I'm glowy now. Yeah. And and I think that, uh, you know, that's something that was sort of covered a lot better in the comic books. Is that in, in the comic books, you really did get a sense that like, okay, you know, she's she's in a lot of fucking pain. Because they got to drag it out for a long yeah, time as Yeah, well. they got to drag it out. Um, and also the the connection between her and Scott Summers in the comics is a lot stronger. Well, you've had more issues by that point as well, right? Yeah. You had like a decade of comics? Yeah, yeah. And and also, I just don't really feel that Sophie Turner and Ty Sheridan have much chemistry. No. And and Sophie Turner just looks more mature than Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan still looks like he's fucking 12. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I think, a, that's a bit of a problem for Cyclops. Yeah. I mean... James Marsden, they spoiled, they ruined, they, they, they didn't use him properly. He, he, was, he was he, pretty he was, fucking good in he the was, first He one. was a good Cyclops. It's mm-hmm. just that he was, a, it was a badly conceived role. I was talking to Bahir about this earlier, and we were talking about the breakdown of the team and explaining it to our millennial castmate on our other show that I won't talk about. And um, they were saying, like, you know, Storm, he said, he, he broke with the team. Like, everyone has a part of the team. Storm is the leader. Scott's the guy who's supposed to be the leader, but never really is. And it's like, that's the whole point. Like, Scott is always supposed to be the leader. But is always like fucking it up or doing a good job and then worrying about it, and we don't get, yeah. we don't get any of, any that. of that. We don't get any of and that. And they were only, and that's something that plays a huge role yeah. in the Dark Phoenix uh, comic book arc. Is that is that Professor X has left Cyclops to lead the team, yeah. and Cyclops is doing a pretty good job. But as you say, like he's wrecked he, with he's uh, wrecked decision with, and he's guilt and weirdness. decision and guilt, and he just he just doesn't really know if he can handle Imposter it. And then and then and then Professor X comes back. And basically, sort of treats him like a child. Again. Treats him like a child again, and ends up acting like a dick. Mm. Like, like, and and they and and they got that part right. Like Charles Xavier is a dick in this movie. Yeah, like he's a fucking. Actually, I mean, it took them a long time, and like, I like that. It, it took him. Like, it was mid nineties or two thousands where there was a point where he got to. Everyone realized he was a dick enough to kick him out of the mansion. Yeah, and they were going that way with this. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I like I like that they finally did that with this. Is that they showed like this self-righteous piece of shit. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's a great cut where like the scene are recovering from the, the team are recovering from a mission you and live then long, like you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or get a giant glowing blue X on the back of your wheelchair. Uh, there's a scene where the team are all like partying a little bit but it's like you know the professor didn't know how to do that and like they, they slam it home because they cut to him like getting a medal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not down to me. It's all of you, and like it's a real kind of it's a real shit heel yeah, fucking yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was quite nice. It's good to see McAvoy doing that. And also, uh, this the, the the sequence that you're talking about where they're all kind of having a party, uh, that was a very very nice um, call, a very nice homage to the comic books where they introduced Dazzler. Is Dazzler introduced that way in the comics? Yes. Oh. Because I was surprised because I it was a it was a it was a social media campaign where they showed them looking through the records right they didn't do that in Apocalypse yeah 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 which might have helped build their characters up where the kids yeah. the kids can go to the mall because they're not hunted and oppressed I mean when Dazzler is introduced in the comics she's not like she's not like performing at a fucking campfire yeah you know she's perform- like she's a star she's she's a pop star yeah you know like uh, but. But that's how she's introduced. She's introduced as a pop star, as a, as a, as a starlet. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice that this is the first real introduction of Dazzler in the films that they, 
she's introduced pretty much the same way she is in in the comics, and I thought that that was nice. Yeah, that was cool. You know, there was deleted scenes from the apocalypse where the kids go to the mall. Yes, yes. yes. And so there's like they're looking through the albums and they yeah, have yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. era appropriate art for like Dazzler stuff, which was kind of cool. So it's surprising. It's yeah. like it's like Britney Spears turning up and, and, and the, uh, and the, 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 the Dazzler artwork was uh, Bill Sinkowitz. Yeah, yeah. And he, was, and, and, and he was annoyed by that because he was just like, nobody fucking told me that they were using this shit. And, and, and he keeps calling Marvel saying, when are you releasing the new mutants? Because I want those residual checks. And yeah, you keep yeah. pushing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a bit more about this, the plot later in spoilers, I think. But I mean, we should talk a little bit about what's your experience of the franchise because having done another show with millennial there's a millennial who was talking about i don't i don't like using that word generally but in this case it does work because we recently had a conversation with music videos and she was talking about she'd never seen the deeper underground video from jamiroquai oh really for godzilla yeah and it was like i think we're gonna we're gonna base the whole show off this is just like generation gap shit we thought people had already seen mm-hmm. had never seen and she had a completely different like she's like oh those original x-men movies they're so fun in camp and i'm like huh <laughs> I, you can't hear me but i'm squinting really hard right now when the first x-men film came out it was anything but camp i mean it yeah. was it was a, uh, it was you know as far as we were concerned it was the tre- new it was the second coming yeah it was it was treating it treating it like an adult film yeah what were we expecting yellow spandex it's like yeah. I, have you seen the footage of like i think it's cyclops tries to get over a small wall it's like behind the scenes footage. No, because they can't raise their arms up above a certain oh, spot in the, the leather be, suits. Because of the outfits. Because of the outfits, the yeah, leather yeah, suits yeah. are so tight and finger hugging. You can't lift your arms up higher than thirty angles. So they're like they're having to like step over these small walls. The X Men's greatest foe, knee knee high walls. But I mean, it did. She was kind of mocking the leather a little bit and the look of that, and I was like, but that at the time set the tone. I mean, now we have Superman with tiny little S's all over their logos or even I was talking to you before about the tick yeah. his, his suit doesn't have tiny logos on it and I'm like that seems like a reaction because it's good not to have little tiny logos in the mesh yeah. I mean it, it adds texture for your HD stuff but like those were genre defining that was like yeah. this is how you do superheroes and get over Christopher Reeve's Superman because yeah, I mean, for 20 years at that point that's what you had but you could also say the same thing about Tim Burton's Batman I mean when Tim Burton's yeah. Batman first came out you look at it now it's very camp but that's a, yeah that, that's know, very camp yeah, you yeah. know but when, when it when it came out it was like but it was a long 11 years between 89 and 2000 when the X-Men came out right? yeah I know but what I mean is is that you know it's it was at, for its time an attempt to do a, a serious comic book film wait does this mean we were camp back then? No, we're not 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 talking about us. We're talking no, about but, no, but our, our our definitions have changed. So maybe we were camp. Maybe I was camp in '89. We might have been. When I was mincing around the house in my Batman outfit. Christ, in the '80s, we were fucking wearing hypercolor t-shirts with fucking you know fluorescent shoelaces. <laughs> I mean, I guess we were pretty camp. No, we're pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fluorescent shoelaces. Yeah. Still gold. You know. Well, gold and orange and yellow. And fucking green. wear a fluorescent bootstrap as a necktie. You know. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, it, it changes with the times, but I mean, like Tim Burton's Batman, like if you look at the costume, you, you look at that costume now, it's archaic. Yeah. You know, but at the time it looked amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, I think... People are still making jokes. Deadpool is still joking about, my Batman. Yeah. Which is the first lines he orders in that movie, so yeah. that works. I, 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 I like those first movies. I think they're great. I think the, the way they decided to focus on Charles and, and, and Eric and Ian McKellen, I think I saw something about concerns about Ian McKellen being too old at the time which is like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> that's 19 years ago 
But no, no, I think I think that the that the first two X Men films, the second X Men film in particular, is yeah. still still holds up as one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, and I guess to a kid, you you could probably look at those films now and think, oh, that's that's quaint, yeah. or you know, that looks a bit dated. Especially but I don't, if, especially if you've grown up with the MCU, because it's like yeah. it's. But the MCU, I mean, but the MCU me, is only possible. But to me, but to me, the MCU, if you if you like. You, whatever your definition of camp is, yeah. to me the MCU is camp. Yeah, you know because because the MCU has had the balls to be like you know what we're gonna do it like the comics. Yeah. Whereas the earlier comic book movies like uh, you know like the first X Men is like yes we're gonna do the comic book characters like the comics but we can't fucking do the costumes like the comics because yeah. it'll look ridiculous and you can understand. And then you get James Mangold having a, uh, a DVD extra where yeah, you yeah, show where, the yeah, yellow yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. costume. Yeah. It's like that looks shit hot, man. Yeah. Wear it. Yeah. Wear it. Or now we're living. I don't. Is, I think if you look up camp in the dictionary, I think it has a picture of Steve Rogers looking at his own ass saying, That is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's camp. That was genius. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. camp. So, I mean, to me, I don't, I, I don't think camp is the right word. I think yeah. dated probably is, is a better word to use. Wolverine's hair more than anything else. It's so weird how hair that was when you look back at it. Yeah. Like and, it was and, super, super high curls. Yeah. yeah. And, and the hair had no continuity. Yeah. From film to film. No, no, no. It was no. just like, what? Or his height, I think, right? His height kind of... I mean, he was always Hugh Jackman height, but I think everyone else was standing in different different levels of holes because he's not a short man. Yeah. And he was... And, and, and because, like, Hugh Jackman got more and more fucking... Built. Built throughout the films is that when you start doing these movies where they do like flashbacks, it's like... And he then, looks older and then, in the first and then, movie. And then, and then you go back and watch the first movie and like, huh? Who's this weedy guy? <laughs> In Logan, he looks like... In Logan, he's old and beat down, but he can still take that fucker from the 2000 movie with, like, one punch. Yeah. It has been a funny series. Um, it's, it's been really fun to see uh, the the series evolve. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of like what I was what I was uh, saying earlier about, you know, you kind of get to that point where you don't really care as much. Yeah. I think it's also just... It's called getting it, old, dude. It, it, but it's also like a self-defense mechanism with, 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 with these movies, because... You when, you're, when you're halfway through the second Andrew Garfield movie, you have to defend yourself. Yeah, there you go. It's a not second Andrew Garfield movie of all time. I'm Sorry, the second. goddamn rhino! Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I... Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fucking said that to him. Oh, I'm the fucking goddamn rhino. I'm the, you are the motherfucking Antichrist! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, saw, he I, walked past Paul Giamatti. Made eye contact with the motherfucker. I had an interview with Charlie Brooker, so fuck you. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Right. I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> I stood next to Annette Benning while waiting to cross the street. Really? Yeah. Well, did you tell her I loved you in The American President? <laughs> you were the bomb in Captain Marvel. I love Wait, no, Annette Benning. Yeah, Annette Benning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have, dude. All these. I love me. I love the accidental tourist. <laughs> yeah, it's an alright movie. Bugsy for the win, motherfucker. <laughs> you were telling me earlier, you're only in New York for a short amount of time. Like, you know, you can get a restraining order. It's fine. Go back to Malaysia. It doesn't good. matter. It doesn't matter. And uh, uh, when I saw uh, Willem Dafoe um, inside the actor's studio. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's where I said, enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, who was interviewing him? Uh, oh, no, he was Pedro, interview- Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was like, I was like, now you're taking the piss. Well, James Lipton retired, and I was really hoping to get a James Lipton yeah. uh, interview. Can we talk to Gavin now, please? <laughs> His Simpsons interview is all time. But because Pedro Pascal, because like this new thing that they're doing is that they're having actors interview actors. Yeah. And Pedro Pascal is a good actor, but he's not the best interviewer. Oh, really? You know, in the sense that, you know, like, he, there's a lot of like, um, 
So you know when we um um because uh, we 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 we've we know, we, we, we've, we've known each other for a long time and uh, you know you're 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 an, uh, an, an ama- amazing actor and uh, you know you're, you're you know uh, and 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 I, and I turned and I leaned over to Douglas I was like fuck are they gonna edit this and, you know, and, then, and then and then like less than less than like a minute after I said that Pedro Pascal in between questions is like good luck editing this <laughs> they're human too. Yeah, because James Lipton took his time, you know. Yes. Like it, James Lipton, but be, he was also James Lipton be like interviewing. I know, but James Lipton, like you know, he he would take his time. He'd be measured, and then be like, "Now, Willem, tell us about the Green Goblin platoon." <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. No, the Simpsons interview was all time because he's got them all there. So I was like, "Can we speak to Mo Sislak?" And then, like, they pop into the voice. But, like, it's hilarious that he's literally talking to the same three or four people the whole time. Were we reviewing a movie? Yeah, we were. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. You know, people, apparently, this show, they like longer rambling podcasts. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So, yeah, the movie uh, is good. I mean, mean, to me, it's been a more successful franchise than it hasn't been. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I... I mean, it's better. I think I, it, I only figured out today it was 10. So I said earlier, it's better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's better than Apocalypse. And it's better than X3 The Last Stand. Yeah. And by there's a, a big gap. And I wouldn't like to say what's next. I'm not 100% sure what's next. No, I, w- I would say... I would, I, I, would say I, would, I would put Dark Phoenix after that. After that, you think it's defiantly mid-table? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would say it's, it's somewhere in the middle. Because I... I haven't watched Days of Future Past in a long time, but that's a fucking good movie. I've only ever seen it once when it came out in, in, in op- on opening weekend, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So Magneto sneaky, he fucking takes over the Sentinels. It was, You've got it was really, really, it was really, really well done, and it completely erased. It, it completely reset the timeline. Fucking yeah, and then they, so so like X Men Last Ten never happened. Never fucking happened. Gene. I also like the fact that whenever Wolverine wasn't like when Ellen Page lost control, yeah, 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 Wolverine would flip into dick mode again. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Who you assholes? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was a beautiful bridge moment. It just shows you that, like, if you leave things long enough again, you become a villain. Like, the, 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 it comes around again. And and with that point, I think we should get the spoilers. Mm. Spoilers. And by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to X Women. So Jennifer Lawrence really wanted out. Yeah. <laughs> she really wanted out. I mean, that was the joke before we went into the movie. I thought it was going... To, I thought the whole movie was contractual obligation, the film. Yeah. But Fassbender and McAvoy are like, nah, they're like the Chris Hemsworth of the X-Men universe. They're like, no, we're happy doing this. Yeah. We're perfectly fine. We'll go to Maine. We'll fucking shoot in that house again. They don't seem to shoot in the house. No. It's a CG house for some reason. Yeah. That house is still there. Is that where they are? They were I don't, busy. I don't were they see, shooting I, Downton Abbey? I don't see... Maybe. I don't see why James McAvoy and... Like, because Jennifer Lawrence, she's like one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. And she knows it. And mm. she acts like it. Well, and she's and she, she you know, was when they started shooting. Has she done anything? Maybe she hasn't had time because she's been doing X-Men movies. But she hasn't like... Did you see Joy? Was it Joy? I did see Joy. It's okay. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. Um, um, what was that? What was that movie she did where she was the Russian spy, like the ballerina turned spy? Black Widow. I mean, sorry, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's Black Widow, and also it was cut to shreds here, so it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent movie, but it didn't do too well. And it was also conceptually, it's like, why this story? You yeah. know what I mean, if you're gonna choose, like the something, best part about it was when she was when that dancer like fucking broke her leg, yeah. broke her ankle. That was the best part of the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers for Red Sparrow. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing, but the thing is, is that. Um, 
I don't see why Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy would have any issues coming back to do an X Men film. I mean, yeah. like, why? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's it's, a good it's, fucking paycheck. It's, it's a, a scheduling. It's a scheduling it's, thing. It's like sure, and also, uh, uh, we were joking earlier talking to friends about like. McAvoy doing the things in the head. Every, Professor X always does that. Yeah. He has to do that. Like, it turns out, I think maybe his telepathy is in his fingers and his brain is an amplifier. Yeah. But Fastbender does some of the best metal work mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, that, where that, he's I, like, that, that I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, the yeah. train shit yeah, is that amazing. Was, that was very but also, cool. never mind the effects and everything else. When he's trying to stop Dark Phoenix break a helicopter, mm-hmm. that's an Oscar winning performance right there. Yeah. Like, you believe. Yeah. He's like, I believe this <laughs> helicopter will not fly away. I will hold it safe. I am acting. I am acting with the power of magnetism. And, and it's good to see that. It's, it's really good. And also Nicholas Holt as Hank. Yeah. This is probably his the, the best. The best Hank. The best Hank we've gotten. Mm. Since know? first class, maybe. Yeah, since first class. And they, I love the fact that they... they and, they, and I love the fact that, they, that you get to see Nightcrawler, like, just lose it. Oh, yeah. and Because like, when you think about it, it's like, uh, you, you think about X2, he's never been as good as that opening. Yeah. Where he was, like, going into a backspin to kick someone in the head two rooms over that he would poof. Not poof. What's it? Bamf. Bamf across. <laughs> Fuck it. And then, like, but he's never been as cool as that. He goes to fucking town on Jessica Chastain. He just yeah, grabs yeah, a yeah. knife and he's like, I'm going to cut you in places you didn't even know you get cut, motherfucker. Yeah. No, but even before then, like when he's fucking killing people with his tail, like stabbing mm. the... Th- people, a lot of people die in this movie. A lot of aliens. Yeah, but like... And that's know. something we should get to. Yes, hang on. Uh, but I've I got to say, amazing opening sequence. That car crash... Oh, yeah? Like, did it for you? The car crash was great. Oh. Like, uh, not, I mean, like the stuff like before where she's fucking around, like, you know. With the like, radio and with stuff. With the radio, like, you know. It's, it's, so it starts but the young being actual, right, yeah. the actual car crash where you're seeing it from her perspective. and Oh, and the car's rolling. Yeah, the yeah, car's yeah. And, the gla- and the glass is bouncing and, off her shield. Yeah, yeah. And also you're sort of seeing the, uh, the, the, like, while it's protecting her, you're seeing what it's doing to the parents. I didn't get, I was thinking of that, but I didn't quite get that feeling because it was like, it was just bouncing slowly in slow motion but it needs to be cutting them apart it looks like from that and the flashback later she kind of when she said quiet she almost killed like whether she froze her mom or killed her mom it wasn't quite clear it looked because her mom was just like yeah 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 when yeah, you see yeah. that it doesn't it doesn't seem that way at the beginning she just says quiet and the car goes off the way i didn't think when you see I it later I, I didn't think that she killed the mom when I, you see it later the yeah, mom, the mom goes passes, to sleep. The mo- yeah i thought she went to sleep yeah because she, she does the same thing with scott yeah so I thought it was something like that. I laughed at that moment. Yeah, I laughed at that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, but Gene, we have to do. It. <laughs> he just falls. It's like, I l- it. I laughed at most of Scott's dialogue. Yeah, he just looks too fucking young to be saying some of those lines. Yeah, and you can imagine two thousand James Marsden doing it better. Yeah, and that was always the pro- and that was always the problem is that like you always kind of got the sense that the movies never really knew what to do with Scott. Mm. And that's a shame because and the comics, the, because the comics in, only nailed it after forty years and decided, oh, he would become an eco terrorist. But the thing is, is that you kind of got the impression in the comics that if Scott and Wolverine ever got into a fight, it would be a proper fight. Mm. Whereas in the films, you were always like holding back. You were always like, you know, like Wolverine will kick the shit out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the comics, in the comics, Wolverine would kick the shit out of the guy until Scott would break, and at that point, he would burn everything away of Wolverine. But then he would probably burn away all of the mansion and all of the planet because once you unleash that, yeah, there's yeah. nothing there. But it's not like it's not like he's caged rage like yeah. uh, Wolverine, but like he's just like he's not quite balanced. No. So the spacey stuff, I think I, we, we we looked at each other and we're like, holy shit! 
So there are Jessica Chastain. There was a whole thing. If you're listening to sports, you know this. I was like wondering, she sub. Have you, did you ever hear Sublime? When I was reading the Grant Morrison comics, Sublime is like a microorganism that was around and like constantly um, envious of humanity because they kept fucking shit up for him. Yeah, like he had the planet all yeah, to himself. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be something like that or a manifestation of the Phoenix Force, and then it turns out it's the fucking Dabari, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and that's a nice turn of events because in, in the comic books, the Dabari are the base other race that gets wiped out by Jean by, as by the Jean. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Whereas this is the, the Phoenix Phoenix. takes them beforehand, which. It's a really good way to introduce that kind of stuff because you can't. I always, even when I saw that, I was like, "It's very subtly done." There's like, a, there's like, you see the moon and it splits in three and lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, "What? Yeah, no, they can't possibly." And there's no hint of this in anything at all. Yeah, and like, yeah, there are evil aliens who want to take over the phoenix, and I, it added a nice spin to it. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Because I remember, like, when that happened, like, we both looked at each, each other, other like, like oh. "What the fuck." Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, I, and I, I mean, there was a small flicker of hope that maybe the Shi'ar would turn up later. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it's like, if they're going to do this. Yeah, they're going to get Leandra. We're going to get Leandra. We're going to get Leandra. We're going to get Charles boning with the alien bird lady. No, but the thing is, is that like there's, you know, because in, in the comics, they're, they're already sort of set up as, yeah. as you know, sort they've been of like, introduced they've been else. introduced and they're, they're each other's great loves and all of that. So even if they had introduced Leandra in this, you wouldn't have had that. No, you and and without that, not very interesting. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of works what they did here with these guys. Although it's weird that all the their camouflage on Earth is based because also like, like in the, because also like in the comics, the whole first half of the Dark Phoenix saga is the Hellfire Club. Yeah, that's what kicks. Well, this, she did the subtle first, and then that kicks her off when she's back, right? That's that's building yeah, her up yeah, and yeah, freaking her out. Yeah, because well. like uh, fucking. What's but his we name? already literally burned through Jason Wingard. Yeah. When I when that what, was something when um, was it Jason Wingard or Sebastian Shaw? Sebastian Shaw, sorry, who's Wingard? Wingard is the uh, the the guy who the the illusionist who was uh, making Jean Grey believe that she was actually living in like the 16th century or something, and she she he seen, worked for Shaw. He worked for Shaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shaw sorry, was the that head. was it. So yeah, so Shaw. So who did Kevin Bacon play in first class? Was Sebastian it Shaw? Shaw? Sebastian Shaw. And he did that cool hand thing. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. But when I saw Magneto pick up the helmet, I was like, I miss Kevin Bacon in the X Men movies. That was a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was quite well done, and I thought uh, there was a, there was a, there's a fight scene in this where I mean, we, from the trailers, it gave the impression it was looking cheap. Their outfits look interesting, but like I mean, it's '90s outfits. I get that. Yeah, they didn't seem to fit properly. Do you know what's that? Yeah, like, like the X like, wasn't quite situated. They needed to do the Picard maneuver to pull it down a bit or and, something. And all the and all the women looked fat. Yeah, there was something. It was very like un- Jennifer Lawrence looked. Ty Sheridan looked like he had put on a bit of weight. I don't know whether they shot an extra panamorphic lenses or something like that. It, did, like, it looked. But Jennifer odd. Lawrence and Sophie Turner both looked yeah. kind of chunky in those outfits. I think the jackets cut them very low under the rib cage and then flared out a bit, which made them look bigger. Right. But like, I mean, they were almost. They were so close to the Grant Morrison new X Men yeah, outfits the, the, the that Fran- I loved so much. The Frank Quietly look. The Frank Quietly look. Yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, leather yeah. jackets. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love that run. That's a fucking great look. That run, that run is the best. I mean, unfortunately, we'll see if Disney... Maybe Disney will just start with that run. That'd be good. Just continue the series. Just keep it going and just go straight into the 2000s with that. But um, there's the fight scene that takes place outside uh, wherever the fuck... The Debarry apartment. Like, it was contained, but didn't look cheap. No. Like, you get to see everyone using their powers and, like, Beast going off for reservation and everything like that. Like, I think, that, I think that's a sign of what this movie is. It's like, Apocalypse felt... It was it was constantly reaching beyond its grasp with effects wise things, I mean, or just having like Magneto's in a, in a in a blue circle doing shit now. Yeah, and Olivia Munn is there for some reason. 
as Psylocke. Yeah, I know. Remember that? Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Whereas in this, it felt a lot more grounded in a way, but still kept those elements to it. Wasn't Psylocke British? Originally, but then she became, she was captured by the Hand. It might have been the Hand, the actual Hand. Right. And then they turned her into an Asian thing. Because she's... Uh, X-Men's Captain, problematic. Because she's Captain Britain's sister, right? Yeah, uh, Betsy Braddock. Betsy Braddock, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Comics are weird. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I like that. I mean, they went for the whole thing with like, oh, I was wondering whether they were going to siphon the power out into. They weren't really going to give the power to Jessica Chastain's no, character. No, they couldn't. Um, but it does feel a little bit like. I mean, they had the Phoenix, the Phoenix fire thing appearing at the end was kind of cool. Yeah, it did feel a little bit like they were wanting to do more. Oh, they always want to do more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it had to end. It's, yeah. it's run its course and also they can't make any more anyway yeah <laughs> that's that's the thing right unfortunately we oh we stayed after the credits there's nothing after the credits so yeah I want to see who the fuck there's a weird thing in this movie about like they're in Genosha it is Genosha but they it don't mention yeah, Genosha they don't, they don't mention it but it is Genosha it's like yeah. why the f- I mean it's back to uh, it's even X3 there's crowd scenes and there's X, there's mutants there and they look like mutants I mean because generally Magneto's brotherhood looks more like they're the ones who can't fit in yeah they can't blend yeah and these guys are just like some... It looks like a hippie commune. Yeah, it looks like they're just you know? finishing touring after fish or something. <laughs> or like they've just... Like, the, the, I mean, it's like it's, it's, the, like, it's, it's a country... It's, what's your major, out, what's your major output? It's hacky where, sack. It's where all the deadheads hang out. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally, one of the guys... He's, he, just, he doesn't even get a name, does he? No. One of uh, Magneto's henchmen, he just has oh. killer dreads. Celine Gallio. So this is the thing. So like, there's one character who only gets a fucking voice out when she just gets a name when she dies, and Magneto yeah. said Celine. And the credits it says Celine Gallio. Celine Gallio is a fiction supervillain appearing in American comic books published by Marvel. She's a mutant enemy of the X Men, often associated with the Hellfire's inner circle. Never fucking heard of Celine. Have you heard of Celine? No. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm the goddamn juggernaut. You know, that's what happens if you go too crazy on the X-Men cameos. But, like, it's an X-Men movie. Say you're in Genosha. Maybe they're saving it for something else, because Genosha looked kind of low rent. Like, I expected Genosha. Like, I thought... It looked like, you know, one of those, like, uh, you know, like, uh, container hotel getaways. Yeah. Like, that's not it what I thought Gen- Genosha would look like. I thought Genosha would, like... Magneto wouldn't be like that. He'd be like, we're better than them. He's Magneto. He can build, like, whatever the fuck yeah. he needs. He lives in an upturned boat. It's like, <laughs> you can make that into anything you want, dude. You've got magnets and shit. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a decent movie. And what do you think... What do you think they're going to do now? Like, if with the Fantastic Four for the MCU, now they've got the rights back, yeah. they can do... It would work very well, or might work very well, depending on who do it, if the Fantastic Four did an experiment in the 70s or 60s and got stuck in the time bubble and appeared in the modern-day MCU and still had a little bit of their zany 60s style, but in the modern day, and would explain why they haven't been around and known who's, who Reed Richards is. With the X-Men... You know, theories online, you could say that, like, you know, snapping three times on Earth might have caused something. But you might have to start again from scratch. If you're going to start... If, if Disney are going to oh, do I, X-Men... Oh, I think they will absolutely start again from scratch. But should they... Can they start with the school? Could they start with something else? Because be, do we want... We don't want to see the introduction to the team again. We don't want to see giant-sized no, X-Men and, number and, one No, again. and I don't necessarily think that they will do that. I think that they'll probably handle it in, in a similar way that they did Spider-Man. Mm. You know? Uh, Just start with Alpha Flight. Maybe they've not. already got a Canadian on board. I don't know. I mean, I really have no idea how they're going to do it. I, I think if they're smart, they'll leave it for a little bit. Mm. Well, until whatever the fuck happens with the New Mutants, which I was, I was more interested in that movie than this movie. 
and I, it it might be getting a theatrical release now. It might be on Disney Plus. It might not never come out. Like apparently, it's the Demon Bear saga they're doing. Oh, really? That is the Demon Bear. Yeah, I I I, I think around. At some promotional tie-in with Comicsology, it didn't expire, so they actually had it. So I downloaded it and read it, and it's like, oh, this it's is a cool story. It's actually pretty cool. It's really cool, yeah. and his art is fantastic. And like the idea of kids in a mutant kids in a, in a um, psychi- <sighs> psychiatric hospital, and then like there's a there's a supernatural element everyone thinks is bullshit, but turns out it's not. Mm-hmm. Could work really well. I think it's a. I think Fox like Deadpool originally was kind of like. Fox lashing out for like grabbing onto something to hold onto before they lost the license. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't know they were losing the license at that point, but they were starting to do weird things with the franchise. Yeah. And doing a horror movie with the franchise is a great way. Whether Marvel does something where it's a small group of mutants and the X Men turn up halfway through and they've been so good at keeping undercover that like the Avengers don't know about them. You know, at, at this point, like, uh, as long as Kevin Feige's in, involved, I kind of trust. Yeah, he'll, he'll nail it. Yeah. I, I, I trust that they'll figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I just, I don't want to see... But I'm, I'm much more interested in seeing uh, what... I'm, I'm much more interested in seeing the Fantastic Four yeah. come back to the MCU than, than I am the X-Men. I, I, think, I think, you know, give, give, give the mutants a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had ten movies. Yeah. Give it a break, you know? Um, we've had 10 movies in... Uh, some point earlier, we've had 10 movies in 19 years. And in the MCU, we've had 22 movies in 11? 10. <laughs> 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. So, so yeah, I mean, if they're gonna... If they're gonna reboot any of those any of those things, I would hope it's Fantastic Four. Yeah. I think... Let them... I think... Let, let the, the mutants uh, settle. But also, if you do bring them in, just start in the middle of um, a big storyline. Like, don't... Yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. to. We don't need to have Wolverine figuring out. Yeah, joining no, the that's what I mean. Like, do it how they did it with Spider Man. Like, just bring like like they brought Spider Man into the middle of Civil War. Yeah. So I mean, just do the same thing with the X Men. Yeah. Hey everybody. You know. And that's our Dark Phoenix show. Yeah. So if you like the show, hate the show, like like us, agree with us, you can email us at podcast at com. If you're listening to us on a platform, well, you're listening to us on a platform. But if you're not listening, if you're not following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find us there at mcyap and fries. Um, go to greenroom136.com buy something uh, use the link on our website buy something and uh, you can get you can give us money anything what else do we do at the end of the show uh say goodbye to Bill and Ted what do we say goodbye Bill and Ted no we don't <laughs> <laughs> what else do we do at the end of the show I can't remember we say we say thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> get out of my mind Charles <laughs>